0: The truth is on November 16, 2018, it was a Republican, President Donald Trump, the man who barked, make America great, and drain the swamp, signed into law a bill, the Cybersecurity Infrastructure Security Agency Act, that was unanimously approved by every member of Congress. Democrats and Republicans, including the likes of Thomas Massey and Jim Jordan and others who claim they are quote unquote fighters for quote unquote free speech. The truth is the Congress of the United States is owned by foreign actors and big tech. This is why SISA was passed unanimously. These external forces control the Congress of the United States. If we want to really help the American people, we have to end the occupation of the United States of America from Zionism.
1: Sometimes we all need to recalibrate and do a systems check on our paradigm and our own belief systems. And trust me, guys, in this one, MIT graduate and U.S. presidential candidate Dr. Shiva Ayodori does just that. And he names names that some of you aren't going to like, but he backs much of it up with data, hard data. And that's what we try to do on this show. We explore important, critical issues to our nation, and we let the chips fall where they may. Thanks so much for tuning in, friends. Before we start, just a quick word about our sponsor. If you're trying to navigate market turbulence, why not set your course to Noble Gold Investments? With global uncertainty looming, your savings and retirement plan is under siege. But there's one asset that has stood the test of time, and that's gold. Unlock peace of mind that comes with owning gold, the ultimate safe haven. And if precious metals are new to you, Noble Gold Investments will hold your hand through the entire process. They have a team of experts who will guide you every step of the way. Thousands of investors have sheltered their retirement savings with Noble Gold Investments. Now, always do your own due diligence, and there's no investment guarantee of any type with any investment. But with gold at an all-time high and looking to climb much further, this may be the perfect time. Open a Noble Gold Investments IRA, and secure your future with a free 3-ounce Silver American Virtue Coin. Act now before it's too late. Call 877-646-5347 and claim your free gold coin before it's gone. Or just visit noblegoldinvestments.com right now. It's the gold company I trust. The link is below. Hey friends, welcome back. Thank you so very, very much for tuning in. It's Sean from SGT Report with an extremely important interview, and in fact, it's my understanding that it is Dr. Shiva's first interview of 2024, and we're very delighted to have him back. He's an MIT graduate, a PhD, a philosopher, author, inventor of email, U.S. presidential candidate as independent, shivaforpresident.com, truthfreedomhealth.com are the two websites. Dr. Shiva Ayadori is back, and I'm so happy to have him. How are you, sir?
0: Good to be back, Sean. It's been too long. Gosh, it's been way too long. in
1: three uh, years, don't... yeah. You've been moving mountains trying to get the truth out there. And I want to lead with this tweet from you, December 22nd, 2023. Would you read this for the folks? Because it's all about us connecting with the source of creation. That's what life is all about, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I mean, I have been a little bit quiet over the last three weeks, Sean. I've been doing a lot of reflection. And I this was the last tweet I really did. Um, and I think you can, let me bring it up here. I think you had it up. Yeah, I'll bring it back for you. Yeah, if you can bring it back up. It's a, it basically says, life is ultimately about connecting with the source of all creation. My hope is you develop the wisdom to pierce a relentless deception you are bombarded with each day to see things and people for who they truly are. Be the light, Dr. Shiva. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a good way to start, Sean, because um, you know my life's journey has been really about trying to understand the systems, forces that are involved in uh, pretty much every that manifests themselves in everything we see around us you know you can start with your own physical body um, and then you can look around outside of it, your environment and then you can look at society etc and you know that that journey led me to uncover a lot of stuff we have a truth freedom and health the science of systems but what comes out of this is that what's really compelling for me is you know from the last time we talked sean you were one of the first people who covered our lawsuit, if you remember, right? Yeah, well, at that time it was against the government of Massachusetts, and now that lawsuit has moved against the U.S. government. It started with the government of Massachusetts who was involved in um, violating, you know, um, a very, very important law called 52 U.S.C. 20701, which basically refers to the fact that during a federal election, all records have to be saved in connection with that federal election for 22 months. And in September of 2020, it was the government of Massachusetts which deleted the ballot images, which are the digital images that are the replica of the physical ballots, which have to be preserved, Sean, for 22 months. And pretty much everyone knows in Massachusetts, I won the Republican primary. You know, we had 3,000 volunteers on the ground, 25,000 bumper stickers, 2, 000, you know, sorry, 10,000 lawn signs, we were everywhere. And the Republican establishment, fearful that I would win the primary and win the Democratic and win the general election for U.S. Senate, ran a bogus guy against me who had no lawn signs. I think he raised about 200 grand. We raised 2 million. That was Kevin and O'Connor, right? Kevin O'Connor. Exactly. September 1st of 2020, when the results come in, turns out I win in the county where all the ballots were hand counted, paper ballots by 10 points and in every other county I lost 60-40, 60-40, 60-40, 60-40. And that led to me having to become an engineer again and then a scientist and apply those skills to understanding election systems. And I was the first to uncover the fact that the machines have a weighted race feature where you could multiply, if you got 1,000 votes, I got 1,000 votes, they could multiply your votes by a weight too. So you get 2,000 votes and decrement mine by 0. 0.5. So I get 500 votes. Mm-hmm. And the way that this would show up would be that the ballot images would not match the paper ballots, right? Because on the machines, a paper ballot is converted to a digital image. And when I went to ask for those images, um, in, in right after that bogus election, uh, they said they deleted them. The Secretary of State of Massachusetts said they deleted them, they didn't have to preserve them. And a series of email interactions, uh, they're admitting this, which I shared on Twitter. And when I shared these email interactions, saying the government of Massachusetts deleted close to one plus million ballot images, I was thrown off. I and we had moved our campaign to a write-in campaign, so I was still a bona fide U.S. Senate candidate. We went in; I had to represent myself, and in courtroom testimony in October of 2020, um, again to everyone listening, Sean was the only reporter at that time to first cover this. Sean, you know. Um, as I call him, Fucker Carlson, Tucker Carlson didn't cover it, Glenn Greenwald didn't cover it. They purposely concealed it, and we'll get back to that. Um, but in the lawsuit that I had to represent myself, no lawyer wanted to take on the government of Massachusetts. It was in that courtroom testimony in October of 2020, we uncovered that the government of Massachusetts, or the governments of the world, have a backdoor portal into every social media company. And that's what we uncovered in courtroom testimony. I mean, this is an explosive courtroom testimony. It basically says that the government has violated um, the First Amendment of all U.S. citizens. And it was Congress on November 16, 2018, that created a law called the Cybersecurity Infrastructure Security Agency Act, which was Trump, which was signed by Trump. And unanimously voted by every member of Congress and unanimous consent by every Senate. It's quite extraordinary. Every member of Congress voted AI for this law and Trump signed it into law. And, And CISA was created, which is the organization that enabled the creation of this entire backdoor portal into every social media company so all governments could silence their citizens. Now, in the United States, we have the First Amendment, other countries don't. So this is quite explosive. And I was put back on Twitter by order of the courts. So it was a big victory. Uh, we won the, the, the TRO on this, which is the equivalent of a PI, preliminary injunction. And after I was put back on, unfortunately I was put back on November 4th, 30 days after the election, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, or or 30 days during the middle of the election when Twitter is the most important platform. And then on February 1st, about a month and a half, two months later, when I once again shared the email interactions with the government where they admit that they had deleted ballot images, this time I'm permanently deplatformed between February 1st, 2021 until um, December uh, 2022. All right? And during that period of time, we filed, you know, we escalated our lawsuit, and that is when we discovered that the government had created playbooks. And if people go to winbackfreedom.com, again, Sean, you covered this, we discovered those playbooks, actual manuals created at Harvard at the Belfer School of, and a project they called Defending Democracy, an anodyne term. (laughs) And it was done by Republicans and Democrats, funded by the Atlantic Council out of England, All right, because England doesn't like the First Amendment. And this entire organization, there was a big org chart that I developed. People can go to winbackfreedom.com and see that. And in that org chart, we lay out the fact that it was the Secretary of State of Massachusetts, Chief Legal Counsel, who was the one who I had exposed. She was central to all of this. She was on the board of CISA. She's over the Election uh, Institute over at MIT. She's at the Belfer School and her and all of this cabal of left wing and right wing Republicans and Democrats. And there we go. That's that chart. And this was put into our lawsuit. And in May of 2021, the judge is quite appalled when I expose all this. And he um, said, you know, you've done an incredible job representing yourself. I have the authority to appoint you a court-appointed lawyer, so he appoints me a lawyer to help make my case at least. At least that was the apparent statement that was said. Stronger, so I would then uh, it would survive appellate review. This is interesting because Pierre Omidyar, who's the founder of eBay, mm-hmm. who also founded the Intercept, supposedly this you know you know uh, breaking you know newspaper. Uh, Uh, which would expose the truth, do investigative reporting. Well, by the way, where Glenn Greenwald worked Yeah, I was just
1: going to say, they got rid of Glenn, didn't they?
0: Well, it's a a long story. I mean, Glenn's part of this nonsense too, okay? But Pierre Omidyar is the one who funded the backdoor portal into Twitter, okay? He's the one who funded the Center for Internet Security, which was the way that government contacted a nonprofit, and then the nonprofit did the dirty work, Sean, to silence- political dissidents like myself, you say? US citizens. Right. So what emerged out of that lawsuit was we had uncovered long before Twitter files, long before the bullshit with Elon Musk acting like he's a fighter for free speech, and you covered it, Sean, and a few other people did, right? We had uncovered the entire backdoor portal, the entire architecture in plain view in 2020 and 2021. The judge, you know, we were winning this lawsuit, appoints me a lawyer, I didn't know at the time. Later on, it turns out he was also representing Dershowitz, okay, Mm -hmm. against Epstein. And he, a few days before our next hearing, he says, Shiva, look, you're going to be a hero. Simply get back on Twitter. This is in July of 2021. He goes, but drop all your claims. You know, when you file a lawsuit, you have different claims, Sean. My one claim was to be back on Twitter, which is called injunctive relief. The others were, you know, RICO, which is criminal on how all these people work together. Um, We were going after the Secretary of State of Massachusetts in his individual capacity, and we had all the predicates of law. It was a very strong case. And my own lawyer says, look, you're gonna be a hero, drop all the claims against the government, but (laughs) just get back on Twitter. Three days before, he was supposed to take seven weeks to make all the lawsuit briefs even better, Sean. I had to fire him. He said, it's my way or the highway. So I said, fuck off. I fired him. He didn't think I was going to do that. And then I spent 72 hours writing all the briefs myself, Sean. Hmm. And then when I go into court, everything's flipped. The judge is now against me. The opposing defendants, remember, it was me against seven lawyers now. It's Ayodhuri versus Twitter and the government of Massachusetts. Three lawyers from Twitter, three lawyers from the government, one lawyer from the National Association of State Election Directors. And it was like a pit of vipers. This was during COVID. So thousands of people were on watching the lawsuit and they were trying to crucify me, Sean, that, oh, why did you fire your lawyer? My defense attorney, my defendant's attorney are saying how great my lawyer was Mm -hmm. when he was a scumbag.
1: beholden to the bar.
0: Yeah. So they flipped everything and I didn't. You know, then they wanted to file criminal charges against me, just scaring me. For what? How, why did you fire your attorney? Right? Um, you know, just just making, you know, this is, you're violating Rule 11. These other claims against the government are frivolous claims. When all those claims had been there for already six months before that, since October of 2020. So the judge flips and they thought they'd strong arm me. So what I did, Sean, was... And then they sealed my lawsuit. What you just see on winbackfreedom.com, first time no one has ever heard of this, a civil lawsuit being sealed. So the judge, because he didn't want that diagram coming out, Sean, that entire backdoor infrastructure. So the judge orders me to file the lawsuit with just one claim, just asking to get back on Twitter, and so I put everything into that lawsuit and I walked away, Sean, because I didn't want to be a sellout, you say, because mm-hmm. they wanted me to get back on Twitter, be happy, go lucky and walk away. So it was a very, very principled action I took, Sean. Now, what's interesting is you'll find out in this that so that was now 2021. Now, fast forward to December, October of 2022. And as you scroll down, I'll tell you where to stop. So keep scrolling down. And in October of 2022, if you remember, what happens is that right there, stop right there, DHS leaks comes out, okay, which is a story in The Intercept, if you scroll up a little bit, um, talking right there, talking about, oh, my God, we have found the fact that um, the government has through DHS a portal into social media companies, which is literally A small version of my lawsuit, Sean, released by a guy called Lee Fang at The Intercept, as though he had uncovered this. Mm -hmm. Okay. It was a limited hangout. Well, he doesn't reveal the fact that his founder of The Intercept is the one who created that backdoor portal. Okay. Mm -hmm. So this is what the establishment does. When they find out a guy like me is relentless and is a bulldog, they said, shit, let's release a little piece of the story. So if you scroll down, keep scrolling down. Gets even more interesting. And I explain what a limited hangout is here. Stop right here. So this is what they did. In 2020, when I was on your show, Sean, I shared the whole truth, right? The entire backdoor portal. Well, I wrote to Tucker Carlson in October of 2020, wrote to Glenn Greenwald. And, you know, I've spoken to Tucker before. He concealed it. So we shouldn't give him, oh, he's a nice guy. No, he's part of the intelligence network. He concealed it. And then they delayed it for two years, which is what the Li-Fang thing was. Plagiarized my stuff, misattributed it as though Li-Fang had discovered this. Then they prevaricated and manipulated Then they hijack it. Then they release a little piece of the truth, you see? Mm-hmm. And then they had themselves amplify it. So scroll down. And you can see, so I documented all of this, right? So um, this is... Um, um, this is what I'm talking about. Why hasn't Elon Musk put me back on? Keep going down. And then I was put back on in December 2022. OK, mm-hmm. and and again, I'm asking, go down. So in October of 2022, um, I so this is the DHS leaks comes out. Keep going down. Yep. The point is stop right here. After we did our video with you, Sean, we didn't stop. This is a problem that these guys have. We got our message out to close to 200 million people because I did video after video. And those are all the videos, if you remember, Sean, in mm-hmm. 2020. So independent of whether fucker Carlson covered us or Glenn Greenwald, we got the story out. I mean, wherever I traveled across the world at that time, people say, oh, my God, I can't believe this backdoor portal into Twitter. I can't believe they stole your election. Go down. So the this is the documentary evidence of me- all the videos that we did on our own and we got out. And the point is, The Intercept intentionally buried our work to conceal Pierre Omidyar's involvement in the creation of the government and big tech censorship infrastructure. Scroll down right there. You'll see it. Can I ask you something?
1: So I do try to cover the real news and I do have a journalism degree. I just don't work for one of these umbrella corporations like Washington Post, who sent a journalist on Father's Day two years ago to my front porch at five o'clock in the afternoon to do a hit piece about me. And he told my wife. I wasn't going to like it, so I should talk to him. Um, In that uh, chart you have, does Media Matters for America appear? Because they're a similar player in this conspiracy. Yes, so they are. He platform us because they did a hit piece on me and X22. And then a bunch of us lost our chance. Well,
0: what you'll find uh, is Pierre Omidyar funds all those guys. Okay, there's a whole network diagram I have on Pierre Omidyar. So Omidyar, if you go back to that chart, go back to the chart. Should I go up? Yeah, go back and then we'll come back down here. How about this one? Right there, yeah. So if you look on the left, you can go down a little bit. Yeah, if you look at, there's Pierre Omidyar. Mm -hmm. Above that is Zuckerberg. Above that is the Fox News people, okay? The Murdochs. Mm -hmm. Those people on the left were the ones who funded this whole infrastructure in the middle. The people on the right are the media organizations, which amplified all of this, Okay. Mm-hmm. But if you go down, you'll see a very nice diagram and uh, you can, people can go look at it. Keep going down. Um, yeah, right there. Go down. Media uh-huh. Matter shows up in that chart and Omidyar funded them. Omidyar has a huge network, you see, mm-hmm. of all these media organizations he runs and owns, acting like they're doing breaking news, like The Intercept. OK, so the deception, the grand deception that's taking place right here, you see it as the intercept and fucker Carlson two years later talking about the backdoor portal. When Tucker Carlson knew about this two years before. All right. And Mm -hmm. you you also have to know Pierre Omidyar is the one who bought PayPal from Peter Thiel. Okay. And Elon Musk, all these guys are all part of one collective network of elites. That's
1: so so interesting. You know, I got kicked off of PayPal too. I was kicked off of Twitter, PayPal, MailChimp, Vimeo,
0: YouTube, Patreon. And you, know, you will find out all of those are one degree of freedom within Pierre Omidyar's universe. And he's a government informant in my view. Okay? Uh-huh. Go down. Um, And so what you see here is this talks about all the things Omidyar is involved in. Okay? He's like central. Um, He's the operations officer of a lot of this. Go down. So interesting. We
1: hear about Zuckerberg and his involvement in these... No, uh- In the shadow world all the time, but Pierre Omidyar, wow.
0: Yeah, so eBay, We never hear his name. Yeah. Exactly. Hmm. So, but this has all the data on it and people can go explore. So now in 2020, I contacted the ACLU. They concealed it. They talk about free speech. Here was the lawsuit of the century and they concealed it. Okay. Guess what? Omidyar has contributed millions to the ACLU. All right. Scroll down and you'll see this gets so at in 2020, I reached out to the ACLU. You know, you would think they would want to cover this. Right. Go down. Um, And then here is me writing to fucker Carlson. Okay, Mm -hmm. so around the time you and I spoke, Sean, that's October of 2020. I said, look, we just filed a lawsuit. Right. Go down. And then we got a landmark victory on October 30th right there. Telling Tucker Carlson, we discovered that there's a backdoor portal into Twitter, right? Mm-hmm. And you should cover this. And not only that, I won the a preliminary injunction by a federal judge. All right. Nothing. Silence. Go down. And then in May of 2021, um, this is the next thing I sent him, right? Because now the judge ordered Twitter in. It's the only case that's Ayadurai versus Twitter in the government. Why would you not cover this? You know, you're talking a big game. Fox News acting like they care about free speech. See, first case showing government works hand in glove with Twitter. Mm -hmm. This is, look at the date, Sean, 2021, okay? Mm -hmm. When you could have done something, when you could have had an impact reaching millions of people. Go down. He did nothing. And there's the lawsuit, our winnings, our order that we got. Go down. And then... Two years later, Tucker Carlson supported the dissemination of the DHS leaks. So now The Intercept does their limited hangout story and they say, oh my God, we've discovered this backdoor portal into Twitter. And Tucker Carlson acts like Mickey the Dunce. And he says, quote, this seems like a really important story, which for some reason is being ignored, right there in the transcript. See that? This seems like a really important, and that's, so he puts Lee Fang on, gives him the limelight, who is, you know, hand in glove with The Intercept. Yep. And in that story, Lee Fang never talks about the fact that it is The Intercept's founder who created the Center for Internet Security, which is a backdoor portal. Doesn't even mention our lawsuit. They all act like they're doing Mickey the Dunce. This is Pro, like we were talking about. This is pure CIA shit. Yeah, we were talking and, about
1: Pro before yep. we recorded and uh, before I hit record. And, um, you know, at some point, I do want to play your uh, swarm intelligence video, just a snippet from it so that people understand how 10,000 people, the quote unquote elite, I would call them the satanic elite, manipulate 8 billion of us for power, profit and control. And the way they're maintaining power, profit and control at this point is through the venues you're describing right here. These shadow, I would call this the
0: shadow government. Right. And they use the fake anti-establishment people. Tucker Carlson is as He's so establishment that every, and and that's oh my god Tucker left Fox. He was forced to leave Fox. Bullshit. He he's going into a second life. And here's Glenn Greenwald, one of my old uh, teachers at MIT. Was a guy called Chomsky. Okay, and Chomsky knows Glenn Greenwald. When I told me, he said you should write to Glenn. Glenn would obviously cover this story, right? Supposedly the guy who talks about government. Again, Greenwald acts like he's against the intercept, right? I'm convinced Greenwald's all part of this. If you notice, Greenwald covers Vivek the Snake, acts like he's anti-establishment. So you have a new neo-establishment media complex developing Greenwald, Tucker Carlson, Alex Jones, all of these people. And they're all playing the big grand deception on people. Again, this is in reality. In the middle of it in 2021, the most important lawsuit of the United States these people conceal they did not cover it they concealed it Sean and that's the the clarity in which we should all become fully aware of what's going on of this grand deception then they wait 2 years okay 2 years and then in Dece- October 2022 when Elon Musk's you know takes over Twitter right that was another part of the grand deception the grand deception is that the previous regime at Twitter was so blatantly fascist that they needed to bring in a new regime, and that was Elon Musk acting like he's a free speech absolutist when he's nowhere near that. Right? The day that he he um, said that he was now taking over Twitter, I um, and I was put back on on Facebook. Sorry, I tweeted at him. And see what Glenn Greenwald is doing two years later. He goes, oh, my God, this is amazing. They're all pushing the DHS leak story at the Intercept, Sean. You see this? Mm-hmm. So silent on before now, they push Lee Fang, who's part of that inter- Intercept coterie. You say Cabal, the so-called anti-establishment news channel, which is owned by Pierre Omidyar. OK, <laughs> so here's Glenn Greenwald pushing Lee Fang when he knows about two years ago we had exposed all of this. Right. and he he silenced it, he concealed it. So the grand deception that's taking place in the world right now is a creation of the fake anti-establishment. And this guy totally plagiarizes our stuff, Lee Fang. In fact, I wrote to the Pulitzer Prize Committee, just as a thing saying, if you're ever planning on giving him a Pulitzer Prize, don't, you should give it to me. Yeah. (laughs) Scroll down. Unbelievable. All right, I will. So every, every, yeah, I just wanna, yeah, if you keep, and see the Center for Internet Security, was started by Pierre Omidyar, which is the backdoor portal into Twitter. God. And he doesn't know how to use Google to find this? I mean, it's right there. If you type in, you know, Pierre Omidyar, internet security, it's like, and he's a investigative reporter. Give me a fucking break. Right. And, and you can see all of this. every, And I hi- highlighted all the statements that come right out of our lawsuit. Plagiarism after plagiarism after plagiarism. This is classic limited hangout.
1: Maybe this Lee Bang what... should run for uh, chancellor of Harvard. Yeah. Fit right in.
0: Yeah, all of them. Fucker Carlson, Glenn Greenwald, all of them. So the reality is there's a neo-establishment media, and I've seen it literally blossom right before our front eyes, right? So they know that the old establishment media is dying. So the powers that be, the intelligence agencies, are now going to push Tucker Carlson, you know, Alex Jones, right? Glenn Greenwald, you know, they're creating their fake heroes, a booby effing Kennedys, the Trumps, the, the, the Vivek the Snakes, Tulsi Gabbard. These people are being positioned because people are breaking with the establishment, Sean, and they don't want them to break. The swarm needs them stuck to them. And this may be a good point to play the swarm video. Who is the swarm?
1: Yeah, let's do that. I've got it all queued up. One second.
0: Yeah. It's really the grand deception. The grand deception is what is taking place.
1: Yeah. Uh, Relentless deception. Swarm intelligence for power, profit, and control. Here's a snippet.
0: So if you're an elite over here and you're looking at those 8 billion people, how do you know you're achieving your goal? Are people getting fat, meaning unhealthy? Are people getting dumb, which means ignorant? Are people happy, which means are they being entertained? Are people divided? Are they isolated, disconnected? They don't want people here connecting with each other. Are people feeling helpless? Are people looking to the elites to save them? And they like that. They like when people here are looking to them, the enemy here, for their saviors. They really love that. They want people to be disorganized, and they definitely want people to be helpless. This is what they want. If you do not want to unite among people here and find who your own leaders are from below, they are quite happy. They're achieving their goal power, profit, and control. Now, how do they do this? You're going to realize it's not any one group. It's an interconnected, tightly knit group. They're all closely interconnected. In fact, they all go to the same restaurants. They have all their kids going to the same equestrian shows. They all shop at the same place. They all go to the same parties.
1: It's a big club and we ain't in it, to quote George Carlin. Yeah. It's just disgusting. You know, I, I must've dropped the ball then. I don't know why you haven't been on in three years. I apologize. I mean, only the biggest story in the world. And I wasn't trying to cover it up. I just, you know, moved on, had other guests on. No, you you covered it, Sean, Sean, you covered it. I should have covered it more. Yeah. Since I'm a victim of the same exact thing. Well, the
0: good news is Sean, we haven't let up. Um, There's still a statute of limitations because I was thrown off in February, 2021, Now I'm going at the belly of the beast. It's not just the government of Massachusetts, it's the government of the United States. And I want to share with your viewers the lawsuit that I just filed, you know, end of last year. And I did it on my own. I'm going to represent myself. It seems like when I fight myself, Sean, I do a lot better than when I'm, uh, oops, working with these. Do you know uh, what? We've talked a lot about representing yourself and learning how to
1: do that, like how to win in court. You know, there's a course you can take. My friend, James Tracy. uh Uh-huh. He defends himself and others pro se all the time. And he's really, really having success with that. And the courts don't like it one bit because evidently when you operate pro se, you can do things and make demands on the court uh, that you can't necessarily do or get away with if you're beholden to the bar association.
0: Yeah. So in this lawsuit, Sean, you notice it's me now going after the U.S. government, the cybersecurity infrastructure security agency, state actors, and all the social media companies. And I just wanna le- read a couple of points that really go at the heart of this. This says, this case is about the weaponization of a coordinated infrastructure of government, an ostensibly private actors to silence a political speech of a US presidential candidate and a former candidate for US Senate, the plaintiff, Dr. Shiva Ayyadurai, uh, criticizing government actors. It was Dr. Shiva who was the first victim of this infrastructure and the one who first discovered and shared the existence of this in- infrastructure in Ayyadurai versus Twitter, long before Elon Musk Twitter files, DHS leaks in Missouri versus Biden in a censorship diagram, network diagram that was accepted as evidence in federal court. So there you go. Um, The important thing that I want to bring out here is that after he was put back on Twitter in December 2022, the censorship continues to the present, though in a far more sophisticated manner where Dr. Shiva now remains in a digital cage. So Dr. Shiva's tweets, posts, videos, views, etc. now Severely limited in reaching his followers across all social media platforms by the defendant's Twitter, also known as X, Facebook, YouTube, collectively here and after referred to as social media companies, using sophisticated algorithms and coordination and moreover, using AI techniques, predictive analytics, machine learning. These social media companies redirect Dr. Shiva's followers and potential followers to his opponents who are running for president. And we have the evidence to show that, Okay. Mm -hmm. To state the obvious criticism of government actors by political candidate for office is a species of speech at the very heart of free speech protections, both under the First Amendment of the Constitution of every state. Now, one of the things I bring out here, Sean, that goes to the heart of this. Let me see. I don't miss it here. Okay, is that the First Amendment of the U.S. Constitution, which was ratified on December 15, 1791, explicitly states, quote, Congress shall make no law abridging the freedom of speech or of the press. That's U.S. Constitution, right? First Amendment. Mm -hmm. However, in November 16, 2018, the Congress of the United States unanimously voted to pass a bill that created the cybersecurity, it should be infrastructure, security agency, which facilitated the creation of the government censorship network infrastructure, first uncovered by Dr. Shiva in 2020, to silence speech of Americans through social media platforms. In short, Congress made a law for, a quote, abridging the freedom of speech, thus betraying the Constitution. And it was President Donald J. Trump, a Republican, with slogans of Make America Great Again, Drain the Swamp, and Lock Her Up, who signed SISA into law. CISA provided the government actors a backdoor portal into social media companies to surveil and silence speech of all Americans. The Atlantic Council, along with foreign agents, and this is what I'm asserting here, United Kingdom, Israel, etc., with close relationships to intelligence agencies who do not believe in the First Amendment, funded and are coerced directly and indirectly members of Congress to pass CISA unanimously so as to allow surveillance and censoring of Americans through these backdoor portals. It cannot be forgotten that these parties, Atlantic Council members, which is, by the way, a UK organization, work closely at the Belfer School at the Kennedy School of Government to author the playbooks uncovered by Dr. Shiva Idre and Ayyadurai versus Twitter that provided step-by-step methods to surveil and censor Americans by developing backdoor portals into social media companies. So this is a central issue. The Congress is compromised. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that's what people need to understand. And what's happened is the Supreme Court uh, keeps saying, well, you know, um, uh, and, and this is another important point. Additionally, lawsuits emerging after Dr. Shiva Idre's filings intentionally do not cite Idre versus Twitter lawsuit while wholesale plagiarizing his findings, while consistently alleging that the left woke the Biden administration were solely responsible for creating the censorship network infrastructure. Missouri versus Biden, for example, is one egregious example making this all about the left while intentionally never citing Dr. Shiva's original findings. Though the plaintiffs in that lawsuit were fully aware of Dr. Shiva's work, such as Jim Hoft of Gateway Pundit, who did multiple interviews. The truth is on November 16, 2018, it was a Republican, President Donald Trump, the man who barked Make America Great and Drain the Swamp, signed into law a bill, the Cybersecurity Infrastructure Security Agency Act, that was unanimously approved by every member of Congress. Democrats and Republicans, including the likes of Thomas Massey and Jim Jordan and others who claim they are, quote unquote, fighters for, quote unquote, free speech. And now even command committees in Congress that aim to allegedly deter the very infrastructure to silence speech of we the people. So this is the core of it. A little bit of research reveals that members of Congress are owned by big tech and Silicon Valley companies. Silicon Valley needs Section 230 immunity to maintain their high valuation on Wall Street. Big tech funds Republicans and ensures they're ineffective in fighting big tech's dominance. The truth is the Congress of the United States is owned by foreign actors and big tech. This is why CISA was passed unanimously. These external forces control the Congress of the United States. Congress is unable to represent the interests of we the people. This is why it becomes penultimate. The courts act to make accountable government actors, federal officials who violate U.S. Constitution. Since 1983, the courts have been kicking the proverbial can down the street by not applying Bivens action, and rather stating that Congress should pass legislation to make federal officials accountable to the violation of the constitution. However, Congress is now the fox watching the hen house. So that's the core of it. We want to expose the deception that it is a Congress of the United States, Sean, which has violated the first amendment. And this courts here, you know, there's something called section, uh, there's uh, something called 1983, USC 1983, which basically says if a state actor violates the Constitution, you can sue them in federal court. But do you know that if a federal actor violates the Constitution, there's no restitution right now? There's no law. Mm -hmm. So this is what we're living in. The Congress and the federal officials can violate the Constitution. There's no law. So the Bivens Action, which came out in the 1960s, created some precedent ruling, which allowed you to sue federal officials in federal court. But since 1983, the Supreme Court has said, well, we don't want to apply the Bivens actions. So they keep saying, Congress, why don't you pass a law? They want, they think Congress is going to pass a law so Congress itself could be prosecuted when they violate the Constitution. It's you the know, most amazing freaking thing that's taking place. And this is why Missouri versus Biden, which is a plagiarism of our lawsuit, doesn't go after SISA. You see? They talk about, ooh, Biden is the enemy. He's evil. Mm. So they want to, none of this would exist without that backdoor infrastructure, Sean, which is what our lawsuit uncovered. This is what the grand deception is. No one wants to talk about that. Ooh, Elon Musk still has a backdoor portal to Twitter open. And then he does this limited hangout called the Twitter files and all the idiotic conservatives are out there bowing down and sucking up to Musk. Thank you for putting me back on Twitter. Thank you for putting me back. When the grand deception is, it is Elon Musk. It is fucker Carlson. It is all of these players. You know, Thomas Massey is your token constitutionalist. Mm-hmm. They do not want us to build a bottoms up movement because that is the only way we're going to be able to shatter the swarm. They keep wanting us to be like fly, They their fly paper. Every generation, they create new fly paper. Ooh, Tulsi Gabbard. Mm-hmm. She's, she's anti-establishment. No, she isn't. She wanted to go bomb the shit out of Iraq after 9-11. She wanted to destroy, you know, Gaza after October 7th. Ooh, you know, this other fool called Robert Booby effing Kennedy, as I call him. He's all for full vaccination of all Americans. He says it. And then the pro-Kennedy, ooh, I don't know if he really meant that. No, it's what he said. I want full vaccination of all Americans. Then he rails on the CDC, Sean, right? for about 10 minutes in that same video. Then he says he's gonna get this corrupt institution to create quote unquote safe vaccines. You see, the grand deception is they're creating like Baskin Robbins ice cream flavors, Mm -hmm. the Trump for the Magatards and the conservatives. They create the Kennedy for all these bougie, you know, wealthy women in Scarsdale as though he's their fighter. Then -hmm. they had to go find a brown guy like myself, Vivek the Snake, who's a complete douchebag, you know? who says he's against affirmative action, yet took an affirmative action scholarship, made up a useless drug and had his mother make up data and then flips that company and the stock tanks 99% downward. So they are literally creating assholes who talk anti-establishment rhetoric to keep people stuck to them. Fucker Carlson being part of that. Fucker Carlson is as establishment as you can get. Kennedy, come on, as establishment as you can get. Tulsi Gabbard as establishment as you can get, but they are creating the grand deception of saying things so they keep people stuck to the swarm. That's their flypaper, Sean. And our movement, you know, Truth, Freedom, Health, and my campaign is the only one consistently showing that. And one graph that reveals that is this graph right here, Sean. This is the flyer that they I have. Um, if you see this, Line right here, Sean. You know what? This is since 1980 till now, how the life expectancy of the United States is going whack-and-doodle upside down. You see that? Reminds me of the Deagle report. Yeah. Yeah. And this is out of Kaiser Permanente. And this same curvature is occurring worldwide. So if you look at this, this is an indictment of the swarm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we have our people, people can go to Shiva Numeral4 President.com and you can download this, print it, and we teach people. This is the reality. If you want one performance indicator, how fucked up the swarm is, look at this graph. Since 1980, policy starting by the Kennedy administration, you know, they make a big shindig about the Kennedys. The Kennedys are an organized crime family. So one wing of the organized crime family gets shot by another wing. And oh, my God, we're supposed to feel sad for them. This is a mental, psychological manipulation they do to us, Sean. But it was John Kennedy who created the 1962 Vaccination Act which created all that bureaucracy. Mm -hmm. And then it was Ted Kennedy, his brother, who murdered a woman here in Massachusetts. 24 years later, he was a co-sponsor of the Senate bill, which protected all the pharma companies, and National Vaccine Injury Program, which indemnified them. And now you have this other Kennedy, a fool, who made sure everyone at his home, who came into his Hollywood home, had to be vaccinated. He says he's for full vaccination of all Americans. When I ran in 2020, he endorsed his nephew, in the middle of the pandemic who was for full vaccine mandates and for full mask mandates. You see, these people speak from both sides of their mouth. But what's fascinating, Sean, is the issue of Zionism is like a litmus test Yeah, that exposes We talked about
1: this, guys, on the pre-call before I hit record, and I said, what I find very refreshing about the way the winds are blowing right now is the fact that people like Tucker are taking on this issue of Zionism and what's happening in Gaza, right, between Israel and Palestine because of people like Ben Shapiro foaming at the mouth to level Gaza, 14,000 babies, 14,000 children dead. That's the official count. I'm sure the real count is much higher. But, you know, I loved your headline on that flyer. The lesser of two evils is killing your children. See, this is the thing we need to wake people up to is the fact that the lesser of two evils can't be an option anymore because they're destroying our country from within. They're
0: looking destroying we have to go, us from within. We have to go back to Fucker Carlson, Sean. We can't give this guy credit. He is basically the tip of the spear of the swarm, okay? Deception. That's who Tucker Carlson represents. He is created. He's allowed to exist. He's allowed to get all those views on Twitter. Well, and can all I ask
1: you types. something, though? Do you think it's a steam release valve? People. Let, let, here's my thought. So yeah. Vivek, Tulsi, Tucker, Elon, RFK Jr., the way the winds are blowing globally— is towards nationalism, towards sovereignty, away from global government. All right. The people don't want it. The people don't want forced vaccinations. The people don't want to abdicate their sovereignty to the World Health Organization. The people that are awake don't want funny money printing presses anymore. Corrupt currency leads to a corrupt society and a corrupt world. And that's where we sit right now as this nation state just surpassed $34 trillion in debt. And if you want play more than that. Pony baloney. Oh, I know. 200 trillion in unfunded liabilities. It's an absolute shit show. And, you know, how do we extricate ourselves from this shit show?
0: Yeah. So let's talk about solutions. First of all, this is a critical thing, Sean, that people need to understand. The way that we're going to get out of this is not by following the not so obvious establishment of Fucker Carlson's, of the Glenn Greenwald's of the Tulsi Gabbards, of the Donald Trumps and all this. And this is what's historically happened, Sean. What has happened throughout history, let me show you a, um, a. Uh, th- th- this is what's fundamentally happened. And this is the wisdom that I put out in that tweet. You see, when you look back at the arc of American history and you look back at the arc of world history, there's one thing that's consistent that shows how change has always occurred. It's occurred decentrally by people's names we don't even know, Sean, building what we call bottoms-up movements. The elites figured this out as I talk in the Swarm video. So they know that as people start to awaken, in the old days they would smash them through absolute fascism. You follow? And then after the 1950s, after the McCarthy era came, they saw all these movements that were rising up in the United States that won many, many concessions from the elites. So then they said, shit, we can never have these bottoms up movements that took place in the late 1800s, and early 1900s ever coming up. And again, most Americans have not read American history. It was in 1886, four American workers were shot for fighting for the eight hour workday. Sorry, hanged in Haymarket Square. Seven American workers were then shot in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, fighting for the eight hour workday. But it was during the period of the late 1800s and mid 1900s, as the GDP grew, All wages grew because the American working class was hardened, steel hardened to fight for their rights. And by the 1950s, the elite said, shit, we cannot occur. We can't have these bottoms up movements. So McCarthy branded all these movements, Sean, as communists being run out of Russia, the Red Scare. That was what the right wing did. And then the left wing branded, took over all the absolute, really, there were a lot of organic bottoms-up community unions, trade unions coming up. The left wing took over those unions. So with the collusion between the left and the right, by the 1970s, there were no more bottoms-up movements in the United States anymore, Sean. And you can see between 1970 to today, the American pie has grown, the GDP, but the wages of the first and second income quartiles has shrunk. So we have two American pies right now. And during this period from 1970 till today, there's been maybe 2 million people who took to the streets to protest in 900 strikes. Prior to that, the American working class had 11,000 strikes in about 200 million people. So think about what I'm saying. 200 million people striking, exercising their rights for their governance. And then after 1970, 2 million people, one one hundredth of that. And so the elites have effectively made sure that we don't build these bottoms up movements. And how have they done that? They've done that through using Fucker Carlson, through the Glenn Green walls, through, uh, you through know, Tulsi Gabbard, through Donald Trump, through Bernie Sanders on the left, through AOC. Oh, don't worry. These people are your anti-establishment fighters. You follow what I'm saying, Sean? That's what yeah. they've been doing. And that way Americans have become fat, dumb and happy, and have not built these bottoms-up movements. Can I, my you, work, can I ask yep. you
1: something about the significance of 1970? I'm just trying to connect the dots. Is it 1970 is a very Nixon important took period? Took us off the gold standard, and you know the fiat printing presses just ran wild. So you can give everybody. Now they're talking about UBI. Did you hear this? They're now introducing UBI, Universal Basic Income, in Canada, two thousand bucks a month per citizen for people seventeen years old and older. Doesn't matter what your income is. So now they're trying to buy our silence with UBI. Pretty soon, it'll be central bank digital currency and digital IDs. But is that the significance of 1970? Yeah, I mean,
0: 1970 is a very, very important period, right? 1970 is when we went off the gold standard and we did the petrodollar, right? And now we're going to go full digital currency. But what's also important about 1970 to understand, that is when the consolidation of power took place in many fields. So the Mansfield Amendment gets passed in 1970, one or two, plus or minus two years. And that was when the NIH, the National Institute of Health, the NSF, all really came under the more executive branch. So science became highly politicized. That was the same period when big pharma, big hospitals, and big insurance companies consolidated, you see? So we, we basically lost the personal relation between a patient and their doctor to figure out the right medicine for the right person at the right time, you say So massive consolidation, the Department of Education comes into being 1970. 1970 was a very important turning point in American history to really choke um, the advancement of many, many things, particularly civil liberties for people, right? But most, more importantly, it was also the period where the elite started creating their heroes for us, fake heroes, right? They realize that, wow, there's going to be bottoms up movements. We better create fake heroes. And that's what we're witnessing right now, Sean. You have Vivek the Snake, who's a bloody idiot. I mean, the guy sounds like a car salesman. Why would anyone even listen to this fool? He has no history of fighting for anything in his life. Booby effing Kennedy comes from the elites, acts like he's anti-establishment, but then wants to bomb the shit out of the Palestinian people. There he revealed his fangs, right? And you go to Trump. It was Trump who created Operation Warp Speed. It was Trump. What's common among all these people is they all support Zionism. And now, fucker Carlson merely is the version of this where he watches which way the wind blows and says, ooh, everyone's talking Zionism. You know, I did a video which got like 100 million views. It went viral on its own, which said I'm the only presidential candidate who's not a Zionist cocksucker. (laughs) And, and, And it went viral, right? I said, every other presidential candidate is a Zionist cocksucker. And then you have st- these grifters starting to copy that language. And you have to understand, Sean, they are watching where the real movement is taking place, our movement with truth, freedom, and Health Stuff what you do. And they're seeing this. And they have predictive analytics. There's like, shit, this is happening. People are breaking. So when they do that, they literally make a call to these people, Trump, you know, Fucker Carlson, Glenn. Okay, please say these words now. I'm telling you, that's what's going on. They literally are using social media for predictive analytics to understand sentiment. And the company that does that is a company called Palantir, owned by Peter Thiel, Mm -hmm. okay? And so they understand the billions of data points they have in real time. They're saying, shit, a lot of people are following Dr. Shiva. People are getting this curve, right? Let's now talk about that. So everything they're doing is to make sure, because our movement says build independent movements. We teach people how to build independent movements. They don't want that, Sean. They want people stuck to one of these characters. So they have a brown guy, then they do a white guy, then they do a conservative guy, then they, they make all these flavors, man. And the goal is to make sure the swarm is controlling the fact that they do not want people to break and build their own independent, decentralized movements. And that is the really the evil role of fucker carlson no not one credit should be given to this guy he exists to just say enough at the right time and they have the cia intelligence people watching okay now talk about this now say this but twitter is not a platform for free speech it still has a backdoor portal to government same with facebook same with youtube all these guys hey friends apologies for the quick break and a word from our sponsor
1: Have you ever known a time when everything has been in this much chaos? The markets are all over the place, and nobody's quite sure what to do. What are you doing to make sure your money is safe? Precious metals, gold and silver, have seen us through wars, depressions, and natural disasters for thousands of years. Now, always do your own diligence, as there is no guarantee in any investment of any kind. But gold and silver might just be the answer right now. Open a Noble Gold Investments IRA today and claim your free three ounce silver American virtue coin. Yes. Free. Call 877-646-5347 right now and safeguard your financial future against market volatility. That's noblegoldinvestments.com. The link is below. Same
0: with Facebook, same with YouTube, all these guys.
1: Yeah. Well, that uh, CEO of Twitter that he appointed is uh, sort of uh, in the pocket of the World Economic Forum to at least some degree. And she's very famous for saying essentially that, yeah, you can have freedom of speech on our platform, but that's and not a- freedom of anti- reach. freedom of reach. Right. And so right. the fix is still in. And uh, I want to show you a Google search result versus a Bing search result in just one second. Get your thoughts on it. But uh, first. Just real briefly, you know, when we talk about Zionism, I think it's a really complicated topic that most people have no clue. They don't know what the word means. And so I was just on a show last night and uh, I was a little fit to be tied. And I just wanted people to understand that uh, if you follow the bloodlines, you'll quickly learn that people like Nikki Hilton, Paris Hilton's sister, married a Rothschild. Look who Mm -hmm. Chelsea Clinton married. So in your view, is Zionism, is that essentially the direct route to the House of
0: Rothschild and the
1: money printers?
0: Well, look, um, so let's look at it like the swarm. Okay, if the swarm video lays out, it's an interconnected um, cabal, right, of the 100 university presidents. It's not It's they're decentralized. They, too, are smart. They understand system science, Sean. Um, By the way, everyone listening, you know, system science is a fundamental science that emerged in the 30s and the 40s and the 50s, which is the theoretical framework that the elites use to manipulate people, okay? And that's why I teach system science, Sean, because if we don't have that, it's like we we have sticks and stones, and they have a nuclear weapon. But when you look at Zionism, Zionism is no different than Nazism, which is no different than Indian Brahminism, okay? And what am I talking about? At the root of Zionism, Nazism, and Brahminism is this fundamental concept that a small set of people and they use religious allegories to support this, okay, or religion. So they'll use some elements of Christianity, some elements of the Old Testament, and in Hinduism, some elements of Hinduism, to say that a small set of people have the right to manipulate others. This is why when you saw October 7th, the Brahmins in India supported Israel, okay? And every fascist supported Israel, okay, or the, the, the Zionists. So that's the core of it. So you can call it Zionism today. You can call it Nazism some other day. You can call it Brahmanism another day throughout history. But it's this fundamental cult-like philosophy to rationalize a small set of people have the right to rule over others and others are stupid and a finite set of people are the elites. Okay, that's where this comes from. But if you look at the characters you're talking about, ultimately, it goes back to Imperial London in many ways. Okay, London... You know the, the the ultimately, when you look at this, it was British colonialism, British imperialism, and the families that you know, and that goes through. People can do all those charts, right? You've probably seen, but ultimately, in the modern, recent modern times, in the eighteen hundreds, and now it's U.S. imperialism, which is which is at the hip with with British colonialism still in many ways. That that. View And there's, yeah, there's a letter to uh, the Balfour Declaration, right? Right. But it is fundamentally uh, when British colonialism knew the power of divide and rule. All over India, they divided and ruled people. All over Africa, they randomly drew nation states. But it was clear that the place known as Palestine was critical to U.S. and British hegemony of that region. So they supported this whack-a-doodle guy called Theodore Herzl, who was an atheist, okay, who created this political ideology called Zionism. They fueled it because they needed to create a ruckus in that region, because wherever they create a ruckus, and the British come in and control that ruckus like a controlled reaction, and so Palestine has essentially become, you know, a military base for the imperial powers. That's why it exists. And they'll keep the divisiveness going on as long as they need to have control in that region. And that's what this is about. And ultimately, why is that being done? It gets back to what you were alluding to earlier. Well, the United States dollar, as of before it used to be backed by gold, petrodollar. Well, the U.S. dollar today is backed by something much more fundamental. It's backed by F-15s. Violence. It's backed by, you know, uh, the, the might of the U.S. military and aircraft carriers. And that region right there, Palestine, must be kept alive and they must continue the butchering of those people because the Zionist financial system, which is run out of Israel, London and New York, cannot sustain itself without the military might. Because the only reason they're able to print money, not because of gold or petrodollars anymore, but because of the U.S. military might. and that is the that is what Britain and Israel serve with with the United States to enforce that military might to butcher people every once in a while to show the might of the US military because without that might you can't print money the reserve currency status of the United States imperialism cannot exist without military might so the dollar is now backed by you know aircraft carriers and you know F15s right It's not backed by anything else anymore, Sean. That's why Israel and Zionism is key. So Zionism controls the financial system, and it also supports the military subjugation of pretty much everyone else on the planet, a la Israel.
1: Let me ask you this. Um, So for those of us who actually care about humanity and have two eyes to see and two ears to hear, People really are waking up in droves. I think the Great Awakening is real. And so when I mentioned the idea of a steam release valve and name some of these people who you think are really just Pro folks, isn't it true, though, that this Zionist cabal is really at risk of losing total control because people are waking up? And I think what's happening in Gaza is really a litmus test for humanity, because if we would allow that, and like if you're going to foam at the mouth to just keep it going, like Ben Shapiro does... Well, then don't you deserve that at home? Because we're going to get the same thing here. And I just think that people are waking up and the cabal is finding themselves in a tough spot because there's a sea change in the way people are thinking around the globe. And they're sick of the colonialism and they're sick of the Gaza butchering and they're sick of the dead children. I mean, not everybody. I wish everybody felt that way. But do you think that there's a um, chink in the armor of these people at this point? Because they don't have full control over everybody's minds.
0: Well, this is what's going on, Sean, and we have to be very aware, and we have to be, we have to have our eyes wide open. That the elites are very clever. Okay, they're not dumb. Have you ever heard of this thing called learned helplessness? Yeah, I have. Okay, you know, it's a very famous experiment that was done in the '60s, right, with mammals, and they did it with humans later on. Basically, showing that if you give the human being, if you repeatedly train and train a mammal, um, that no matter what it does, it's not going to help itself, right? It eventually gives up, okay? And it changes the limbic structure in the brain. It's called learned helplessness. So here's what I believe is going on at a much more devious level. That's why we have to awaken to this. They know with all this, quote unquote, social media and all the news, we're all watching our iPhones and we're getting all this news, right? So this is where the conundrum is. Not the conundrum, but the reality is. Truth is not sufficient for liberation. So, you know, we we shared the truth of the Backdoor Portal on Twitter in 2020. When did fucker Carlson talk about it? Two years later, okay? Delayed truth is deadly. And then giving pieces of the truth is deadly. So what you now have is people are talking truth all day. Oh my God, did you see this? Did you see that? Showing dead babies of Gazans, right? Now, what is that doing to the limbic structure in the brain? This is very very important to understand because in 1980 I, re- I led one of the biggest protests here in Boston. You may remember 1980. it was Ariel Sharon who did who literally drove tanks, right um, in, in 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 the Palestine occupied territories. remember this, right? Mm-hmm. And we had massive protests here. And guess what? those protests I noticed would get taken over by the same liberal, quote-unquote liberal Zionists. Cease fire now. Peace for peace in Israel. Cease fire now. Peace in Israel. And I saw this bullshit. What are you talking about? Cease fire. Cease fire doesn't mean jack shit. All it means is Israel gets to go two steps forward and one step back. So what's happened is, again, this is a grand deception in all every area, be it elections, be it the issue with vaccines, be it the issue with genetically engineered food, be it the issue with Palestine, be it the issue with every issue we see. The elites know how to have their people come in and take over these movements. So with the movement, you know, for Palestinian liberation, which many of us know, it's been hijacked by liberal Zionists, liberal Zionists, And they're liberal Zionists in the sense they feel bad that all this stuff is coming out on the news. They don't want, we don't want, if you notice their slogans, right? We don't want blood on our hands. You've heard those slogans, right? Sure. They're not really concerned about liberating and ending the occupation. You see, ending the occupation is a very different slogan than ceasefire now. Mm -hmm. And then if you unravel, this goes back to core political theory. I say end the occupation from America to Palestine because America has been occupied by Zionism. There's not going to be any change in Palestine. You're out of your mind, anyone thinking that way, unless we end Zionist occupation of the United States. But they don't want to talk about that foundational issue. No one wants to get down to the root of that. So they'll say, oh, my God. Yeah, they killed the Gazans. oh, my God, blah, blah, blah. Look at these pictures and they'll play those over. And you see the grifters on the Internet do that. They're getting their clicks or getting their views little 20-year-olds, but it's not solving the fundamental issue, which is we need to end the occupation of Zionism in the United States.
1: 100%.
0: All right? So 100%. as long as we don't talk about that, it's all bullshit. It's part of the learned helplessness. It's going to perpetuate this because people realize that Netanyahu, and whether it's a liberal Zionist or the open Zionist, they're going to do whatever the hell they want. They We're not going to talk about ending the occupation. We're not going to talk about the 200 trillion you know, cubic feet of natural gas, which all the Western powers want, right? We're not going to talk about the millions of barrels of oil in the occupied territories, right? None of that will get talked about. Pictures of babies. And I've seen this for 40 years, Sean. And you see all those ceasefire protests. And I look, I was in Utah collecting signatures to get on the ballot. There were these guys wearing their Palestinian things. Here were these bougie Palestinians, man, driving around in their BMWs. They have their little drones. They do their little protests and they go, but they did not want me to speak. Why is that? I'm the only anti-Zionist candidate. They wanted to keep it in their clique, take pictures, raise money off of it. And I've seen this for 40 years, Sean. The wealthiest Palestinians live in Kuwait. Right. They've been talking about liberating Palestine. And you look at, the, the, there's you don't have to be Jewish to be a Zionist. There's Muslim Zionists
1: biden says he's a proud zionist what's that biden says he's a proud zionist he says you don't know but they're a
0: zionist and i'm a proud zionist right but they're muslims who are zionists they're christians who are zionists they're hindus who are zionists zionism basically says that you believe in the hegemony of a small set of people subjugating other people and zionists butchered the jews in the warsaw ghetto and they collaborated with the nazis so we have to understand that all of these protests over the last 40 years, they've done nothing. Nothing, we have to to really look at this because they've been run by liberal Zionists and their supporters in the Muslim world, in the Hindu world, in the Christian world, in every world, because fundamentally they're all tied to Zionism. They do not, they need that territory there to maintain US and British hegemony of Mm -hmm. the United States imperialists. So if we are serious and we don't want to bullshit ourselves and fucker Carlson is talking about Zionism, fucker Carlson doesn't give a fuck about Zionism. He's a Zionist himself. But if we want to truly help the Palestinian people, if we want to really help the American people, we have to end the occupation of the United States of America from Zionism. And that is what we have to talk about. End the occupation, not ceasefire now. Ceasefire now is a bogus fucking slogan. Sorry to say it. It's the truth. I've seen it for 40 years and all the liberal Jewish Zionists are the ones who are controlling all of those protest movements. If you look at there's a website and you'll see all the protest movements, Sean, are controlled centrally. Okay. They give out their ceasefire now. Why is not the slogan say end the occupation? You see, that's a fundamentally different position.
1: Right. Well, we're so hopelessly occupied in this country that I think this is the conversation for the next five years, if we're going to save this nation, is end the occupation. You know, I remember, what was it? Was it the day after or the day before? I don't remember. I think it was the day before. So Rumsfeld said $2.1 trillion missing from the Pentagon. And then you go and you do the research and you're like, oh, okay. So a dual citizen of Israel, the comptroller of the Pentagon at the time was Dov Zakheim. Yep. And uh, see, this is the problem. None of these people are ever going to put America first when they're beholden to the state of Israel first.
0: And every single one of them is Booby Kennedy is beholden to Israel. Yeah. Donald Trump is beholden to Israel.
1: I know. The first thing, one of the first things these people do upon, you know, even becoming a candidate, an official candidate is go to the wall, you know, is go to Israel and show their fealty to Israel first. Yep. It's just disgusting. Let me show you something here. I want your thoughts on this. I continue to show people not that Bing is really any source for truth but compared to google it's doing a pretty good job look at the search sentence there dr shiva running for president Uh uh-huh search results okay i think this is very interesting because compare and contrast same exact search words on google (laughs) he's running in the 2024 u.s presidential election as an independent ayaduri who is not a natural born citizen of the u.s is constitutionally ineligible to serve as president but just look at the difference by the
0: way that's false you know that's a false statement.
1: But of course it's Google. You know? But okay, we'll explain and, to And who runs Google? Yeah, you know, explain to people how you are constitutionally allowed to run for president.
0: Yeah, first of all, if you go back to that, it's important to remember an Indian lackey runs Google, okay? Sundar Pichai. One of the things I want to point out is during colonial times, Sean, in India, the British used to get all these Brahmin brown-skinned guys to subjugate their own people. You follow? Mm-hmm. the british empire ran its apparatus using indians you got you see what i'm saying yep well the neo-colonial apparatus of the establishment the swarm notice how many of these tech companies are run by these same indian bootlickers
1: yeah sundar Pichai is the CEO Sundar Pichai. go to yeah.
0: microsoft go to youtube go down the list because The British Commonwealth countries do not give a fuck about the First Amendment. Most Indian elites are racist. They do not give a fuck about the First Amendment. They'll bend over to anything. Okay. And that's why many of these guys hate me because they're Brahmins. All right. The upper caste, they're Zionists. And they don't know what to do with me, Sean. So Sundar Pichay is a fucking, you know, beggar. Okay. The head of Microsoft is a beggar. All of these people. It's fascinating to me as an Indian origin person, right? Having studied Indian history, the British remote controlled India. You know, they went into India, subjugated for 300 years. Then they put in their Indian lackeys, brown men with white hats, and they still control India remotely. And now at a world level, all these Indian bootlickers are running all the tech companies and they will, they don't give a fuck about America. They don't give a fuck about the first amendment. They don't give a fuck about anything. You pay them, and they'll do what needs to be done. And I say this not against a broad mass of Indians, the Indian Brahmin elites, who are in dangerous positions of power right now, Sean. So I just want to give that backdrop. But here's a reality. You know, Article 2, Section 1, Clause 5, when it, the, in 1787, gave these three broad parameters for qualifications. Natural born citizen, which it never defined, 35 years of age, and yet to be residence requirements, I think, 20 years. Well, here's a problem. The Marquis de Lafayette, who was not even born in the United States, the Maryland legislature just said, oh, he and all of his heirs are natural-born citizens. Did you know that? So natural-born was never defined. Now, what people need to understand is the laws of the United States and their interpretation comes into being by three forces. One is the Constitution. One is the subsequent Supreme Court rulings that take place, which are called precedents. Okay, and then amendments. And you have to take all those into account. Well, we had something called. In excuse me, in Article two, Section one, it actually says only he can be president. I don't know if you know that, Sean, use the word he. So at that time, the founders had not contemplated a woman ever being present. Well, the 19th Amendment changed that. The 14th Amendment also has the Equal Protection Clause, which then goes to the federal level using the Fifth Amendment. So the bottom line is that there have been enough court rulings that clearly say it is unconstitutional to, to discriminate between a naturalized citizen and a natural born citizen. Period. And as a part of that, Sean, I filed a declaratory relief lawsuit, basically against Merrick Garland, which says, you better tell every secretary of state that I have every right to run, you say, And so there are three arguments we've made. Number one, the First Amendment. By the way, the FEC in 2011 ruled unequivocally that a naturalized citizen can run for president. Okay. In fact, collect donations. Second, the 14th Amendment, clearly has been applied multiple times saying it's unconstitutional to discriminate. Look at the 19th Amendment, which comes in later and says women can, in fact, be president. And then finally, there's something called the political process. If you look at the ruling in Maine, one of the things that emerges out of that against Trump is that, hey, let the political process decide. So those are the three arguments, Sean. But bottom line, the 14th Amendment makes it unconstitutional. And Paul Clark, who's one of the number one legal scholars in the country on this, has written the law review brief on this, saying it too is unconstitutional. The issue is no one has asserted it like I'm doing, Sean. So I'm the first one to assert it. Hmm.
1: Well, question for you then about the election in November, the selection. How do you think this is going to play out? Because there's something like two dozen, more than two dozen blue states, I think, that are still trying to remove Trump from ballots. Right. So they're trying to rig yet another election and they're not going to give we the people the choice. And so how does this play out? Do you see it being a real election in November with Trump and Biden and you? And like who's going to be on this ticket at this well, point? I'm not sure well, Biden's even able to run. And you well, know, well,
0: here, here's the thing, Sean. Let's get back to the reality. The reality is if we go back to the swarm video, which every everyone should go to Shatter the Swarm and watch that, and we understand the physics here, what emerges out of this is something very simple. And if we keep the eye on the prize of this, Sean, everything else comes from this very singular principle. The deception, all of it, is they do not want, I mean, it really comes down to the question of citizenship, Sean. What does it mean to be a citizen? And in my view, service is citizenship. Do you want to serve this country? Do you fight for this country? Do you talk to your neighbors? Do you build these bottoms up movements? Because that is what made America what it is. It wasn't politicians top-down, it wasn't Kennedy's, it wasn't Trump's, it wasn't Tulsi Gabbard's, it wasn't this political class. It was bottoms-up movements. So if we recognize everything those in power do is to make sure that you forget this central principle, that we must build bottoms-up movements and continually renew our citizenship. That is real citizenship, Sean. So once that's clear, you realize what they've done with the election systems is the elections have become selections. So what they have now is a beauty pageant. And the election fraud, Sean, occurs way before all the stuff I discovered with the machines and the signature verification. It occurs two to three years before that. They are deciding who gets visibility, who gets to be on the debate stage, who gets to be mentioned on Fox News, who gets to be on mainstream media. You follow? So the election fraud is occurring there because like WWE wrestling, by the way, the guy who runs WWE wrestling is a guy called Ari Emanuel who owns WWE, he owns UFC. He owns all of what? Hollywood. Ari, right? I, know,
1: I know who Ari Emanuel is.
0: Do yes. You know, he owns Endeavor, which is the number one agency which owns all the A-list actors. Yeah, HBO
1: was, did a whole show about it. Yeah, yeah. Entourage. It's basically yeah. showing that guy's life, right? No, like, he
0: He owns Endeavor, but he also owns UFC, he owns WWE, and he was going to have Musk on the board of Endeavor. You see all of these guys. And he has two
1: brothers, one named Ezekiel and one named Ram. And they're eugenicists, in my view.
0: Eugenicists and Mossad agents, okay? Yeah, well, look at their father. Yep. Look at the history of their father. He was an agent and a terrorist, really, in my view. Yep, his father was an agent, a terrorist. And, you know, when I used to live out in Hollywood, there's a restaurant called Nobu, they all hang out there. Rahm Emanuel was a mayor of Chicago, the chief of staff for Trump. Rahm, uh, Ari Emanuel was Trump's agent. Oh, wait, go Obama's. back. Rahm
1: Emanuel was the chief of staff for Clinton, I think. No, Obama. Obama, I'm sorry. You said Obama. Trump. You said Trump yep.
0: by accident. Yes. But Ari Emanuel, who owns the platform of theater, he owns political theater, Hollywood theater, boxing theater, and worldwide wrestling theater, you say? All the tools to manipulate the masses. Well, he was Trump's agent. He's Joe Rogan's agent. All right. You have really? one dot. Are have you one... kidding
1: me? So I, you didn't say UFC in that mix, right? Because UFC I... is that's Dana White's organization.
0: No, 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 no. It's owned by that's owned by Endeavor.
1: And Dana's just
0: the president of it, or what? Yep. Yeah, but go look at it. And and WWE, he he bought from Vince McMahon for six point seven billion. Jeez. So think about what I'm saying. They have the lowest form of entertainment, WWE, to keep the masses entertained. Another higher form, UFC, right? All the A-list actors are owned by Endeavor, okay? You don't jump. A-list, as you know, there's a cast system in Hollywood. William Morris Agency, which is Endeavor. And then political theater, Trump was going to appoint him his chief of staff, Ari Emanuel. You can just type it in, Trump, Ari Emanuel, you'll see it. So the point is, All these people are playing theater on us, Sean. So what we're seeing is theater. Oh, my God, Trump is getting indicted. Ooh, they don't want him here. Ooh, Biden. Ooh, you know, it's all theater, man. It's all theater. And it's being run out of Ari Emmanuel's world. And it's to keep the masses entertained and to keep us thinking there's a dialectic. But the real dialectic, the real us versus them is everyday people like us, Sean, fighting against them and building a bottoms up movement. They don't want us to do that. And I hope that is a wisdom everyone recognizes in 2024, that all of these people are deceivers. Trump, fucking Booby Kennedy, they all go to the same place, man. They all bang the same people. They love Israel more than America. you just right in front of us. And they all are part of that golden-plated toilet seats. They're not one of us, Sean. And we have to break from this mind-numbing, brainwashing to think that the devil is going to come save us. That is a grand deception. They all go to the same equestrian clubs. They're all part of the same club. Literally, any minor differences, any differences we see from them, is one organized crime family fighting with another wing of the organized crime family. Sean, we as the everyday people have nothing to do with this. We have no. We shouldn't. We should have no sympathy for any of this. And that's the mind-numbing brainwashing we need to break from in 2024. And that's when I say the lesser of two evils, you know? Mm-hmm. It's all of them. And so I encourage people, you know, so our goal is to build a movement, Sean. So our movement's global now. I tell people to go get one of these bumper stickers, shatter the swarm, you know? People in the United States can go get one of these bumper stickers. Now, why do I say these bumper stickers? Because 100,000 people see them on your car, Sean, and you can, no one can really do anything about it, you know? And then we tell people to go to Shiva for president, download this free flyer. You learn what's going on to your child, that your child's lifespan is gonna be shorter than yours. And this is brought to you by all the elites, by Trump, Biden, Kennedys, you know, Carters, Bushes, every one of them. Every Hollywood celebrity, every major scientist on the planet is responsible for this, every academic. This is why we need to shatter the swarm. And then over here, we teach people our movement, truth, freedom, health, people need to understand system science. And then every Thursday, Sean, it's a long day, we do a town hall, which starts with healthcare, economy, governance, innovation, education, and environment. And, and we give people practical solutions, Sean, they can do right here and now. How, how they can protect their immune system, how they can teach their kids how to think. The government ain't going to do anything, man. So the elections are selections. It's all... And our goal is during the midst of it, my running for president gives people the opportunity to break out of this mind-numbing brainwashing.
1: 100%. Well, I know that you've uh, slaughtered some sacred cows during this broadcast. And uh, you know what? I just wanted to let you roll because you're extremely bright and uh, there must be something to this MIT graduate thing because the other guy that I really like to listen to who's also an MIT grad, apparently he graduated in the top 1% of his classes, Michael Saylor, who's the big Bitcoin guy. And boy, I uh-huh. talk? He is just brilliant. You want to talk about our money system and how corrupt money corrupts the world? Well, listen to Michael Saylor talk about Bitcoin, which he believes is a potential solution. Actually, I think he believes it is the solution, which is why he's gone all in on Bitcoin. But anyway, just a compliment to you. I just wanted to shut up and let you roll in this one because you're very, 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 very smart. And I'm so glad to have you back. And I'm sorry if I dropped the ball. We should have had you on several times every year over the last three years well let's
0: we can do that again sean i mean i think if today is a good day as we start the new year to really talk about this grand deception break these sacred cows but the real thing is people need to recognize we have a solution sean people should go to truth freedom health people should come to our open houses we're educating people on the systems approach to looking at the world sean and You know, I created the first email system, I created Echomail, Cytosol, but to me, this itself is an innovation. It's not any one thing. We teach people the same stuff that the MIT engineers learn, foundations of systems, the same thing George Soros learns, Kissinger learns. And then we, if you scroll down a little bit, Sean, um, we have those two videos. Um, You may wanna play, Sean, well, people should play one of those videos, The Shatter of the Swarm. You already played that, and the right one is What is Truth, Freedom, Health? Then if you scroll down, Sean, we have gear people can look at, but we now have a community. We have wonderful testimonials people should read. We have a history of winning, big wins and small wins. Go down. So we wanna educate people that we can win. Now, right here is an important part, Sean. There's lots and lots of information out there, but you can see information is not making our world better. More people are anxious and depressed. 51% of children feel hopeless. 40% of people wanna overthrow their governments. Two billion people, uh, two and a half billion people are obese. It's not like information is making the world better. And you scroll down in the next panel, you see why. Because information through the lens of ignorance, right, leads to illusion and confusion. And then people get complacent. They said, I'm going to check out. They go into the left or the right, or they get desperate. You know, think terrorism is a way. Scroll down. And the agents of scroll down of this is what is are the sacred cows that I had to do the unfortunate task of exposing, is these people are the real enemies of the people. The people who come from the swarm, who are given media attention, who are put out there in this grand theater to think these people are anti-establishment, they're not. They're wholly part of the establishment, be it Saad be it AOC, be it Trump, be it Bernie Sanders. I mean, Joe Rogan would not exist if it wasn't for Ari Emanuel. I would say every one of these people is about one, two degree of freedom away from Ari Emanuel. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Go down. And then you'll find that here's a real solution, you know, is we need to start looking at information through the lens of knowledge, which is a science of systems, how you connect the dots. That leads to wisdom. Then you get clarity. You want to be an activist. You want to get organized. You want to become innovative. You get empowered. But it is the science of systems, Sean, that is a way out of this. Um, you know, one of my great heroes is a guy called Ilio Pergroni, who won the 1957 Nobel Prize. And it's important to understand that we didn't have the knowledge of systems 100 years ago. So revolutionaries who were trying to build movements were sort of poking at the bear. But now we have a framework. And if people understand the science of systems, they can use it to take care of their body as a system their societies, their businesses. You can apply this knowledge in so many ways, Sean, um, but most importantly, it will give people wisdom to pierce through the darkness and see why fucker Carlson is fucker Carlson, why Glenn Greenwald is not who he is, why Tulsi Gabbard, all these people, anyone who gets this mainstream media attention is endorsed by the swarm. They are the neo-media establishment. They're the neo-establishment, because as the old establishment dies they're creating a new one to fly trap us on and that is a grand deception that we need to be aware of and break from and i'm confident people will do it and just to be real clear here when you name these people
1: uh you, that you're calling the new neo establishment and I, you know i'd call them if what you're saying is true they're misdirects they're steam release valves right so that the system can continue to function as it has unabated But uh, you're not giving people like George Soros and oh, a better example might be Mika Brzezinski, the offspring of Zygmunt Brzezinski, who wrote the Grand Chessboard. You're not giving the real criminals that we know and have talked about for years a pass, right? When you name no, no,
0: these are the real criminals. I mean, look, the NBCs, ABCs, da 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 da. These are the real criminals. What I'm saying is historically,
1: Washington Post. Yeah,
0: all of those people, right? But we are one step ahead of this. Okay. Because what has happened historically, and this people should come to our open house. We do every Thursdays at 11 a.m. and 8 p.m. because it's it's global. We do two sessions and we discuss this. Look, here's a fundamental issue. Do you want to change the world or do you not want to? That's the first question. If you say, I want to change the world for better, then you have to get very serious. How are you going to change it? Len Greenwald, Fucker Carlson, Donald Trump. You have to really ask yourself. Are they the opposition? And what history shows is these people are the not so obvious establishment. And whenever people have broken from them, that's when change occurred overnight. I'll give you an example, Sean. During the Vietnam War, right, a lot of young people did not want to go halfway around the world and kill yellow people, right? They they didn't want to get drafted. So at that time, the obvious establishment who was pro-war was Barry Goldwater, right? They wanted to bomb the hell out of the Vietnamese. It was a quote-unquote right-wing Republicans. And so many of these counterculture hippies were all pro-Democrats, right? They were the party of peace. And then in 19, so after eight years of doing this, nothing, the war just escalating. In 1968, on the floor of the Democratic Convention, when Lyndon B. Johnson was running, he had machine guns pointed out of the floor because outside of the Chicago convention center people people were protesting okay and what did johnson do and the daily machine they unleashed the cops to go beat the shit out of all these young people and people at home who thought the democrats were the party of peace saw all these people getting their heads kicked in and they said holy shit they are the not so obvious establishment they too are pro war okay And when they broke, when the anti-war movement broke from both wings, the war ended within 16 months. And this is what they do. They keep people stuck as flytrap. Ooh, Tucker Carlson's gonna fight for us. Ooh, Elon Musk is gonna fight for free speech. So we don't build these bottoms up movements. And that is what I am unequivocally sharing with people. This is a key lesson. When we break from both wings of the swarm, or the swarm itself, and we say, you know what? I have to be a good citizen. I have to build a bottoms up movement. That is when the world's going to change. And that change will occur instantaneously. You don't have to wait 50, 40, 100 years. And that's, what, that's how they prolong suffering by creating the Trumps, creating the Bernie Sanders, creating the booby fucking Kennedys, creating the Tulsi Gabbards, creating the fucker Carlson, these entertainers, Sean. This is a hard lesson that people need to learn. And the sooner enough people learn it, the sooner we're gonna see real change.
1: All righty, well, let's get you scheduled again here in a couple of months or whenever you wanna come back on. And I'll just remind people that the websites are truthfreedomhealth.com, winbackfreedom.com. It redirects to va And then this one, shivapresident.com. Shiva. And you know what's funny? Since YouTube banned me, I don't know how they do this. You're the scientific uh, brilliant guy here. You're ah. the internet genius. I cannot play an embedded YouTube video since I got booted off of YouTube. I have to go to YouTube and then find the video. Or sometimes, here, let me reload this and show you.
0: Yeah, let's go to shivaforpresident.com. Watch yeah. this. Let
1: me, watch me hit play. It'll just cycle forever. So what I have to do is I have to click and go and watch it on YouTube.
0: Who would have wow. ever so thought I'd be running for president of they the have United States? Cook- that they, that they have cookied you.
1: Is that? So how do I get rid of that?
0: I think you should go clear your cookies, but then you may clear your passwords. You say?
1: Okay.
0: um, you, you should go check that out. All right. You want to, they have tagged, go to a different browser, Sean, and look at it. Okay. You know, like your wife's machine, right? Some other machine. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm That'd saying? It. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah.
1: In fact, you know, I've talked a lot with folks about maybe starting another YouTube channel under a different name and just, you know, yeah. back in the game over there. And I know I can't do it probably with well, this. Well, the
0: reason the is what they do now is if you're at home on your Wi-Fi, mm-hmm they track your wi-fi router ids to those um sites you see what i'm saying oh okay so everything is being tracked end to end
1: so what if i went to one of these workplaces i forget what you're, they're called but there's one in my town where i can go to and i'm not talking about the big you'd have to use traded. a different one.
0: machine you'd have oh, to I use would a would
1: machine. i have to use a different machine okay different yes, machine because your wi-fi or ip address
0: right or you'd have to get your own VPN and tunnel through, a separate VPN.
1: Yeah. Well, I actually have a VPN. And even when I employed it, I was still having I was still having many of the same. Yeah, time. because
0: it's linked to your Wi-Fi locally, you see? Yeah. <laughs>
1: Man, this is why we like to talk to Dr. Shiva. He knows a little bit about, or he actually knows a lot about a lot. All right. Hey, thank you so much for your time today. Thanks, Sean. Be well. Appreciate you so much. This is
0: good. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. And and happy new year to your audience and you. And I wish you well. I know it's been tough. Thank you. you This this is why working people need to unite, man. We need to really start focusing on ourselves and who our real um, brothers and sisters are, you know, and we have to stop looking to the swarm. They're not going to help us. They're part of it. I know. They love to divide and
1: conquer. They do such a good job of it. And the other thing we got to do is stop killing each other. You know, yep. this divide and conquer thing, it's now turning blacks against whites in this country. I mean, people are getting beat up and killed all day long, every day. Blacks are killing blacks. Blacks are killing whites. Yeah, and I love that. Just, it kills my soul, man. Yeah. It hurts the soul, doesn't it?
0: It does. It really, and that's why it brings us back to this fundamental view that we have to get wise. We have to raise our own consciousness and to think beyond left and right, black and white, all these things, and understand that those in power have a whole methodology to divide us and they do this with consistency the unfortunate thing that's also happening is young people that you know i don't know what you want to call them the 20 30 year olds um you know their parents in the who grew up in the 60s have not taught them good values either how to work hard how to be disciplined Mm -hmm. it's very hard to hire good people you expend a lot of energy even getting good people and get them trained you know Mm mm-hmm
1: well, yeah. I just can't thank you enough for your time and I uh, appreciate your voice and your courage. You demonstrate a heck of a lot of courage on a daily basis, you know, and that's a great example for all of us.
0: So that's great, Sean. Just let everyone know, you know, people should go get a bumper sticker, download the flyer. It's something practical people can do to become activists and go to shivaforpresident.com and become a volunteer. Notice I haven't asked for money one point in this entire conversation, Sean. Yeah, I do notice that. Yep. They all these guys, Kennedy, uh, we, you know, we were in Utah. We have to get collect a thousand signatures to get on the ballot. He went and did a backroom deal to extend it because he doesn't have any volunteers. And then he's begging people for 15 million dollars hmm. the whole light And then he takes that money and then he gives it to consultants to go and pays them 10 bucks a signature. We actually have volunteers who go collect signatures out in the cold. I was out there collecting signatures. You see the racket that they're running. They don't even play by the rules, man. They're all scumbags.
1: Well, I know they don't play by the rules. And, uh, you know, as we say our goodbyes, let me just read this one last time. December 22nd, 2023, Dr. Shiva wrote, life is ultimately about connecting with the source of all creation. My hope is you develop the wisdom to pierce the relentless deception you are bombarded with each day to see things and people for who they truly are. And that's kind of a double entendre, right? Because I think of uh, Chelsea Clinton and Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton and George Soros and Joe Biden, you know, to see people for who they truly are, adding to the mix maybe some of the folks that Dr. Shiva mentioned during this broadcast as well. Yeah,
0: I mean, in the swarm video just to be clear, there's the obvious establishment, the Clintons, the Bushes, right, all those people. And that's the obvious establishment, right? And hopefully everyone has the the, the basic wisdom to see that. But the real wisdom comes when you see the not so obvious establishment, how they all work together, they're all one and the same, you know? Right,
1: you're waking up a lot of folks, and I thank you again for your time. Guys, our guest has been Dr. Shiva Ayadori, and if you want to support him, which I think many of you probably do, I'll leave the links below. Dr. Great, Shiva, thank thanks
0: you so much. Thank you, brother. Thanks, Sean. Be well. Best to you and your family. All right. God bless. Bye. God. God bless you.
1: I want to thank you all for tuning in, and I'll remind you every single day for free. Check us out for free at SgtReport.com. That's the antidote to corporate propaganda and all of those mockingbird mainstream media CIA lies. God bless you and yours. It's in this situation where inflation induces producers to weigh their financial well-being against their moral integrity, that inflation starts to actually corrode honesty and social moral integrity in the marketplace.